Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We are here to discuss the final of Double Agents. It's uh, been 85 years. Thank you, fucking Jesus. It's over. Um, it took us... Someone mentioned it in Discord. I don't remember exactly what it was off the top of my head. Rob, guess how many days it's been from the first episode to the last episode? Well, I mean, it was beginning of December, right? Like, it was December 3rd or something like that, so... I don't recall. I mean, like 150 Here, I'm days. I'm it up right now ballpark. because I remember being like, when they posted it, I was like, are you serious? It's, it's got to uh, be something like 150 days or something. I'm pretty, sure it was, I'm pretty sure it was 135 days. Okay. Uh, yeah, that makes so sense. this is, it, it, it's 135 days from that pre-show that they did a couple days before the okay. actual first episode. But yeah, even, if, even if you don't count that, it's I think it was 133. So either way, uh, I think they mentioned that this is the longest amount of days for airtime for a single season of the show more than final uh, reckoning yeah i'm pretty sure because final reckoning what was that 17 episodes 20 we talk about this all the time it was 20 episodes it was 20 episodes it was yes. but it didn't have it was mostly hour-long episodes though it was not a well, lot but of, just hour terms of days though yeah i'm talking yeah. i'm talking about days did they were there situations where they skipped weeks or did double episodes for Final Reckoning? I think there maybe were. They, maybe they doubled up one week and I forgot about it, but I really don't remember that. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we can ask him. We can fact check him um, and see, but. I do remember <laughs> even Double Agents as a whole as a season was not a bad season. Uh, you know, it was kind of like, I would say it's a solid B, B minus maybe. B plus or something like that. It's in that range. It's not like this blowaway season, but it's not horrible. Final Reckoning seemed like it went even longer because of how bad it was. Like it was just like, please, dear God. Well, it was also the pacing at Final Reckoning was so bad because things would like start moving in one direction and kind of revert back to a different direction, and when the pacing was very choppy. Yeah, right. they I, would I, sometimes I, like go an entire. They sometimes they had multiple episodes where we didn't see an elimination or a challenge. It was just like. Blue, let's draw this out. And then they had all this redemption house stuff that was happening. And it was just like, and then the mercenary stuff, they would get to elimination and it's like, here's the mercenaries. And so you'd have to wait a week. And it just was like, oh my gosh, please just let the season end. So I didn't think this was a good season. I think that's my final takeaway. Like I didn't really enjoy this season. I thought that they stretched it out way too long. Uh, this is something else that they were, we were talking about in discord. Uh, I think they really suffer from trying to make it a 90 minute episode. Um, and even before we get got on, uh, I was thinking about what, what differentiates this season from All-Stars, right? Where at this point, All-Stars is phenomenal. Um, I think it's ob- objectively a better product than Double Agents. And the different attributes that you can point to are shorter episodes, right? Uh, they don't have to try and scrounge for more content. The characters are significantly better. And then I think Rob, to your point, the format with the skulls, right? That's not included. And I definitely I think, think the skulls for, for me. I think and I, I like this season. I think it was a solid season. I'd have it like yeah, like Trace said, like B B plus territory. Um, but I, for me, it's just the skulls. I think the skulls kill so much of the season because if you go back and listen to our recaps for the first half of the season, we were all pretty positive on what was going on. We would say, okay, there hasn't been a killer episode so far, but everything has been good. Once the skulls started taking place and then the cast had that reverse incentives problem, it completely killed the pacing of the season for those episodes. It, it torched it. So I, I think that is one, two, three, four, five, six of the problems that happened. Yeah. Because I love the format if you take away the skulls. Exactly. Perf- it's perfect. It is perfect at that point. 
I think it would probably give the season a C plus. I think that's where I lie. Like, I don't think I would, I don't think I would ever go out of my way to rewatch this season again. I like, I don't think there would just be in, any need, but um, I think the, the cast, I don't know. So if you took the cast of all stars and put, replace them with, fr- with the cast from this season, what would the season do for you? Do you think the season's appreciably better? It's just or... hard to say how they plays out then. Like, is it then yeah. just Jemmy and Nehemiah and sort of the Cam and Leroy role, and we sort of just get the same slow roll of the season that happened with double agents? Like, it's just hard to say how it plays out. Yeah, and I think that may, I think that may just be a product of them trying to like stretch stretch this for too much content. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but what I'm saying is like it's if people. We can just look at a cast. And this is partially why I don't get that consumed in the cast because anytime you look at a cast, ballpark a third of that cast at least is just not going to be a factor on the season almost at all. Like West was on this cast, he was barely involved in the season. Same thing with Nelson, Tori, Ashley. Like if you can't just take one cast and put it in the situation and say, oh, it'll be better because we don't know who from the cast is going to be a big player. Uh, but I mean, you like. Like you can say that more or less likely one cast is going to be more entertaining. Yeah, but I you mean, know, you don't can... know for sure. But like, I mean, I think you can say without a doubt that the All Stars cast is significantly better than the Double Agents cast. I mean, yeah, in terms of just like me enjoying watching them on screen more, I suppose it's just hard to see how they play in that format, though. And, like, we can't. Do, I, don't I don't think. think and, I don't think it's a like to like comparison. And and before we started All Stars. I, I was one of the people that had said that, like, I don't think they got – one, I don't think they got everyone who they wanted to get. And two, I think it was probably a miss as far as what they were hoping to get for a cast. See, again, I, again, I also don't know if I buy that necessarily. I I don't know, man. I, I think differently about these casts than a lot of people do. I think we've seen, like, an all-stars. Like, so much of the best content's come from people we didn't even really know much about going into it. Like who? Tech. Uh, someone like Nehemiah really? was sort of a little wrong. Jemmy was somebody was people be... weren't like pumped to see, but Jemmy's been great so far. Though. What? We thought Tech was going to be a good character, though. I mean, I don't know if we knew how he was going to be on TV now, did we? I mean, I based know. on previous stuff, it felt like he was one to watch as a good character. But he and it turned out that he lived up to the expectation. Sure. I think, I think the I think the issue was with All Stars was we didn't know how any of these people were going to be on TV. Right. I think that was the question going in just because it had been so long since a lot of them had been on. And I think the answer to this point, and this is turning into, into an all-stars podcast at this point. Um, I think the answer to this point is that none of them have missed a beat whatsoever. Like I, uh, they've been all as good as they used to be, if not better. Right. And I don't know if that's because for some of them, a lot of these people were on the show initially when the episodes were only 30 minutes long and they had to jam even more content into a smaller window and now this is giving them just a little bit more of an opportunity to breathe. Like Hasella. Hasella on her entire time previously on the challenge was probably what, like five minutes? <laughs> like she was barely well, on the challenge. That's again, that's partially what I'm saying. Like, how much hopes did you have for Hasella coming into this? None. Uh, I mean, some, like she, yeah, like some to none. But like, I mean, how, like, I think she's probably the, like, she, she's probably one of the few people that like has been appreciably different from what we had previously expected, right? Like how many how many people do you think are radically different from what we thought they would be? I don't know. I think mm. we need to table that conversation for the next. Yeah, let's come back we're, to we're all stars. We need our, our, our Patreon pod. <laughs> yeah. So for everyone listening, we we're going to record that right now. If you want to listen to that, you can subscribe to our Patreon at challengechronicles.com. 
it's four bucks a month. And now that double agents is over, that's, we'll probably, we'll probably have some publicly available episodes, but that's going to be available all the time on our Patreon feed. Yep. There will be lots of new, newer type bonus episodes now that double agents is wrapping up and we have some more space to do some cooler stuff aside from the Chronicle stuff. So that's going to be fun once we get into it. Yeah, I think we just have to talk about like, I mean, how good were Amber and CT in this final? They won every stage. Ugh, dominated. They like this. I really think this is one of the better finals performances we've seen in a while. Like, I it's hard it's- to talk about War of the Worlds one because I think everybody was just really good and it was a really difficult final. But in terms of dominating the field, I mean, they were outstanding this final. I think it definitely speaks to. And I don't know if we've ever stated this explicitly. Well, I, I think we've stated this explicitly at some points, but I don't know if it's ever come into play this much. But having partners that are very like complementary to each Definitely. other, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's we we even saw that to a lesser extent with uh, Cam and Corey in this final, uh, and how that helped Corey. Um, and I think it pretty much comes down to it: if you can have someone that is is really good at puzzles, and it, at this point, how much. It's crazy. At this point, how much of a factor is mental math in the challenge? It's huge. Pretty significant. Yeah. yeah. You need to take, retake your second grade math classes, basically. Last season and this season, it's been a major factor in what's happened in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. seen these finals now. They pretty much come down to a ton of running and then being able to do a bunch of like little stations in between. And I think we saw CT is pretty much... I don't know if he's the best ever at it, but he's very close at just the little stages in between. And then Amber is, she might not be able to do much else, but she can, she can definitely run. And she outran Donnie. She outran Cam. She probably outran pretty much any girl they're going to throw out there. That's pretty much all CT needed, right? Is someone he, he needed, he needed the, and I think that's that when he got that last opportunity to switch partners after they won the like mental math portion of the game, I think that's probably what went through his mind. Like, Amber is objectively a faster runner than Cam and Nani. And at that point, all he needs to do is be able to solve the puzzles to give them a big enough of a lead and they win. Yeah, Yeah, because like Cam's big edge on Amber would be like, okay, she's better at the in-between stuff. She's better at the puzzles and stuff. But CT is already going to be doing that for the pair. So unless if Amber needs to do them by herself for whatever reason, like there wasn't an advantage there for him to gain. Because we've already seen that it doesn't necessarily help you to have two people working those up. Typically, no. like, brain, like brain problems at once because I wonder if CT hadn't already been with Cam, partners with Cam previously in the game if he would have decided to switch partners and I wonder how much his prior experience with Cam informed his decision to stay with Amber B right because we got those numerous professionals of CT just saying that it wasn't working and that he kind of regretted switching from big T um, I, I don't think that's what it was at all I, th- I think he they were just so far ahead and at that point like we, I wasn't even sure if they did switch, how that would have played out the rest of the way. Because if we saw back, um, back like in the, after the first checkpoint, they just averaged the partner's times together. So if he switches to Cam, there's a potential that he's basically tied at that point with then Corey and Amber B because Why? they just averaged the two. Well, because no, they wouldn't do that. He would, he would still get the five. Uh, he would still get the. Well, we can say that now, but I, we didn't know that going into it. On the first checkpoint, they just averaged the par- partner's times. That's what they said. Yeah, but they still have the opportunity to switch there. So the person who finished first would have gotten that lead. No, they didn't. They would have just averaged their partner's time. That's what they said they were going to do. No, I don't think that's what it worked. I think they they so who who it was Amber B that won that, right? Amber B won that. 
Yeah, so I think whoever Amber B would have switched with, it, it was, would have still been the same differentials, and that was the lead that she would have gotten. Mm-hmm. I, I don't Completely. buy that at all. I think they said, explicitly said that they were averaging their partners' times. Why would they be averaging partners' times? So yeah, the partners' times. How the partners came in. I don't. So I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have put the person that won that stage at a disadvantage by switching with someone that had a lesser time. I mean, it wouldn't be. They wouldn't be switching directly. They would be basically tied because you'd be averaging your partner's time with your other partner. No, I don't think they would have done that. I no, think they would have, have taken who won the checkpoint, and then and then that would have been the time. That would have been it. Well, that's, that's kind that's of the way what, I. That's what they said. They said that explicitly on the show. So I mean, look, they yeah. lie all the time. So maybe well, they're just misleading. They did. That's what they so said. they said they would. They averaged the partner's time, and that's what the partner's time was when they came in. Do they? I know they said the average partner's time is the minus the differential. I would assume then if you switched, I would be like if I took. I don't know, Devin as my partner on the checkpoint. The time I came in at and the time that Devin came in at would be averaged. And then Trace's time would be averaged with his new partner's yeah. time, and that would be their time. No, 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 no. I don't said. think so. I think whoever switched, because they had the best time of all of them, that becomes that. And then when they switch with the other two, it would fall into place that way for the other two, because then you would have to average it out. But because Amber won the checkpoint, she's automatically going first. So then they just dick over CT if she switches? Pretty much. I mean, that's been yeah. the game. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, all right. So what else, what else do we want to talk about from this final? I, I'll be honest. I, I watched, I, I watched half, the last pretty much half half of the show at 1.5 speed. Um, just because I could I was in disbelief that this was a 90-minute episode. And I had... And, I bought it. And I had seen just coming home, like like right before I started to watch the air, I like passively looked at my phone and saw someone on Discord mention that Amber B is the first. Um, what was it, Trace? She's the first. Had, go ahead. She's the first. Like I think she's the first African, or at least half African American winner since Nehemiah on Gauntlet Three. That's been a really and the long first African American female since Inferno Three with Janelle. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So long. We just have had so many repeat winners right lately, right? It's been so much the same yeah. people winning, it seems like. Well, we've yeah, also there was a go we, ahead. We've also Sorry, just there. had way less uh team seasons, right? So it gives way less of an opportunity for an increased amount of winners. Go ahead, Trace. Well, in the last few years, yes, but there was a really interesting stat here. Hold on, let me pull it up because I was very shocked at this. So hold on. Um Nope, that's not it. Where is it? Live double agents reactions. Was it? Would it have been in double agents uh, standard? She's also the first she's first Big Brother player to win now too. That's another feather in her cap. Um, I mean, what do we think about this season from her? Like when we look back at this, how are we going to kind of view this? I think she kind of like Mister Beamed her way into a win. Like, like I, 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 def- I think that's putting it drastically, but like I don't know how much agency she had in the game, right? If you look at, uh, like, the amount of power that someone possessed week by week and their ultimate outcome, I don't I, I don't think she was driving the strategy at any point, do you? No, she wasn't driving the strategy. She also wasn't winning a ton. Like, they, her and Darrell win one mission that's just basically from Darrell doing stuff. That wasn't her. And she wins two eliminations. Both of them were pretty much, like... She beat the two smallest girls in Hall Brawl. Like it, it wasn't like you know, <laughs> and pretty bad Hall Brawls at that. Yeah, um, this, this, okay. this, this was this was not like a torch, a dominating performance. Like good, good showing from her. I think it shows like a lot of times to win the show. It's a lot of just right place at the right time, right? 
Yeah. I think we, the yeah, format I think... really drives so much of this. You know what I mean? Like you think about the not, if you eliminate the skull twist to this, obviously the, the whole season plays out very differently because teams would be getting thrown in multiple times instead of people trying to go get skulls and pick off easy bones. And so it, she yeah, see, really see, benefited. She's probably every elimination, like for the first six weeks, if it's no skulls. Yeah. Yeah. Like she and Darrell would have been continuously thrown in by the, by different people. I don't know about Darrell. Definitely point. CT and West though. Yeah. So, I mean, there's especially, just so much you have to think about there. Especially because CT was partnered with Ashley to start too. And it seemed like no one wanted Ashley around either. They didn't want well, a she, single champ there. They were trying to get rid of well, all the But they champs. never really brought up Darrell in that context, which was always really weird to me. It seemed like he had just a much bigger foothold than the other three did. Yeah, I, well, I think being just... in the Big Brother Alliance is what did that, though. Like, the fact that he was paired with Amber kept him safer longer. Yeah, but, like, he and Leroy even said they basically came in pretty tied to the hip, right? Like, they were they were pretty explicit that the two of them were aligned pretty directly. And, like, I think... Um, yeah, it's interesting to see if Darrell or Wes are in the CT spot, if they're able to have as much success with Amber B as he was able to in this final. Um, think about this with Darrell, too. His last win was fresh meat. Yeah, I mean, it's that makes sense. It's been a wild. long time since Darrell has won. I mean, he show. does win champs versus pros, which I know is a different thing, but that at least... That's a spin-off. Yeah, but to me, that just still shows, though, that he has that competitive edge to be good in a final. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's what Yeah, but then you it. also have the other question. Did any of the other cast members know there was a Champs versus Star show? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. You have to keep those well, things Oh, we know Lolo did. She was there for that whole, basically that whole season on Champs versus Pro. Much better true. on that than she was on this. Yeah. <laughs> right. So here's the, here's the cool stat about Amber, okay? This is another good one. Greg giving you a shout-out from Patreon. If you have not joined Patreon yet, you should join Discord just to hear the little tidbits that Greg sends us because it's mind-blowing, some of the statistics that he has. Amber is the 89th different person to win a season. Now, here's an even bigger one that I didn't realize. She is also the 49th cast member to win the final on the first try. Out of 89 different winners, over half of them have won on the first try, which is really a throwback to the team seasons, Crazy. but still insane. Yeah. I wonder if we limit that to just, you know, beyond like, let's, what do we think? Like beyond cutthroat or something, how that changes. Mm-hmm. He had a crazy stat trace. Where is it about? Um, I'm not sure what channel is about the oldest winners. So there have been 11 oldest winners. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and CT is on there multiple times. Yep. Um, I'll try that and find out. I mean, he, he's won so much more now. On I mean, his, his first one was Rivals Two, which is pretty late into his career, and then now he's got. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's had a three now since coming on an invasion. I also yeah, thought it was CT. crazy. That, I, I thought it was crazy that CT when he walked by Cam and Corey after the final hit ended, he told Cam and Corey that they won more money for finishing second then than he did the first time that he actually won. Well, yeah, when that was what I was about to say. Like rivals two after taxes, he only made like fifty k. Well, like four because like if you think about it, four people got first on that one because he and West got first, and then also it was uh, Emily and Paula. So it was really just splitting the money a lot of ways. But do you think about it. So since coming back on Invasion, CT's had more finals wins than he's had elimination wins. <laughs> it's crazy. That's, that's it's absurd. hard to believe that when you think about it, because CT's first season was the Inferno one. It took him all the way to Rivals two to actually he and here to win a final. 
And then from Rivals 2, it took him all the way to Invasion to win a second one. I mean, he had a long gap, but then like since Invasion, like you said, he's won, he ran the Invasion final and wins, runs Dirty 30 final, comes in third. Uh, he's got bad partners for uh, his next season. He's not on War of the Worlds 1. No, he is. He, lo- he loses. Oh, he is. A, That's right. He loses in the three-way elimination. That's right. And then War of the Worlds 2, he wins. Uh, and then Total Madness, he's gone pretty early. And then he comes back and wins this. It's just like, dang, man. Like, what a what dad bod CT has been way more successful than prime CT when it comes yeah, to winning yeah. money. I know it's crazy because like the thing is with me that kind of stuck with me that I, I now I obviously I, I would adjust my opinion on it but he was pretty bad on the dirty thirty final like I mean he was third oh, he was and he really was a bad third yeah he was slow he was like holding his partners back with pretty much whomever he was paired with Jordan and Derek were kind of just running circles around him in that final um, so that like always kind of stuck with me and War of the Worlds two it was just a team final so it's just hard to you know put a significant evaluation on it but he, I mean he clearly he came up in shape this season he got the right partner for this final and he, he was just ready to go yeah and that's what's so bizarre to me is also like when you look at who he ran the final against looking we talked about the complimentary pairs situation you know Cam and Corey on paper I would have thought did what should have done way better than they did. You know, they were mostly in last place until the final leg. And then they passed Leroy and Nani, kind of. And they were all neck and neck to finish second. It was crazy. How crazy was it how close that was? I, yeah. I mean, like, I, I didn't know what they were going to call on it. Because Leroy did get there. The set was the third person there. So but I was curious. to be all, both partners, yeah. I guess so. Sure. Yeah. It, was, it really seemed like Cam's cardio uh, came into play at certain points throughout the game, for sure. Especially in that second day. And at that point, you're pretty much exhausted. You haven't slept. You haven't eat, eaten. Well, I'm sure they gave him some food to eat. All right, this is uh, Greg's stat about top 10 oldest challenge winners based on the age uh, the day the final aired. So it's going from 10 to 1, Paula rivals 2, CT rivals 2, Amber double agents. How old is Amber? What? How yeah, she she's that old. She's in her late thirties, I thought. Mid oh, to late thirties. Really? I didn't know that. So Amber, double agents. Eric, battle of the sexes too. That's interesting. Jenny, total madness. And Jenny is a little bit older, right? She's thirty-five. Yeah, 34. Amber's thirty-three. By the way, I just looked it up. I'm um, assuming Johnny. bananas. Total madness is next. Yeah, Johnny's. Uh, probably gonna... we're, we're at five right now. So five. Johnny rivals three. Four. CT invasions. Three, Johnny Total Madness. Two, CT War of the Worlds. Two, one, uh, CT Double Agents. I don't know how two and three can exist at the same time. What do you mean? Because three is Johnny Total Madness and two is CT War of the Worlds. So how would... Well, CT... How would would Johnny have been able to be on this list if he wasn't older than... Oh, I see what he's saying. Okay, never mind. This is something else than I thought it was. All right, that makes sense, though. Yeah, so the top three, CT is three of the top four, and CT and Johnny are all of the top five. I mean, that makes sense, like, when you just yeah. think about it in your head. Like, they've been around, I mean, they've been around the shows for so long, like, and they've won a few lately. Well, what's crazy is it's a lot of the, the recent seasons, too, mm-hmm. right? Well, the cast is just so much older now. 
Yeah. I mean, like, used like to in be, a, a, most normal seasons, a person like Amber would be coming on would be 22, not 32. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. Like back, even I would say all the way up until probably, actually, it would be Vendettas. Prior to Vendettas, most rookies were in their early to mid 20s. And then you even had situations going all the way back to the first Inferno where Kendall was like 19 or 20. Oh, well, Evelyn came almost 18. Yeah, uh, Casey I, Cooper was 19 she, when she, she was did super her young. season. I mean, I mean, just if you, it's just, I don't think, like, if you just think about it for two seconds, like, it makes sense. I mean, Real World and Are You the One were casting just super young. They're casting basically college age or just out of college age people. And then Big Brother, these UK shows, they all cast pretty much all ages. Like, So, did you, Rob, didn't you say that you saw this at one point? Or I don't know. I may be thinking this up. It's more, it would be interesting to see a chart of seasons over time and then the average age per season and seeing how that developed. I've seen pretty similar stuff. I mean, like we talked about before, Swaggy C was the youngest person on last season, and I, I forget how old he was exactly. But He, he was like 27. He was not yeah. that and I young. Think Li- like Liv this season, she was pretty young. I think she was the youngest by a decent amount. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's kind of just the way the show seems to be moving. I'm curious as to how conscious of a direction that is or if that's more so just we want to pull more from Survivor and Big Brother and the recognizable names on those shows are going to be a little bit older. I think the problem is yeah, is you don't have real world as a feeder system or are you the one as a feeder system right now? I mean, we still you know? have are you the one. We just don't use it very often. Well, I haven't seen a season of are you the one in a hot minute. It's is been. are you the one still on the air? I think it's still on the air. I mean, that's where Amber M came from. Like, I, I think it's still. Yeah, but she was on. She was on a much older season, right? She it was, was on, like several the one seasons eight. ago. She was on. Yeah, Are you the one? Eight, eight. It was like four years ago. Yeah, like I think she was on like a much older season of the show. Um, so, Rob, will you look that up? Uh, did you guys see the commercial for the show that Ash- Ashley Mitchell's on the dating show in between? Oh yeah, God! I it, well, it made me want to just. I just she wanted to be like. Are on it. And so. Did you see, I happened to hear uh, maybe like 10 seconds of one and I thought it was hilarious. Someone like, someone asked Ashley Mitchell about whether or not money uh, brings happiness. Did you guys hear this? Someone asked her whether or not money brings happiness and Ashley Mitchell's response was, have you ever seen anyone unhappy on the back of a jet ski? And I just started dying. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's on that with Natalie Negrodi. So she's – there's a little bit of challenge. But there's some other people there that I don't really know. Um, good good we'll, placement we'll in the commercial, too. Putting her in a commercial pretty much immediately. Definitely. Right That's a good play. Place. Yeah. It's a good play from the part. In the final. Um, good synergy. Good job. Man, man, those, I won't watch man, those, it, but good job. How much job. do you think those dates cost they put them on? Nothing. Wait, uh, I, I guess I don't know what they do. I'm guessing this is a, a really low overhead operation, though. When you say nothing, okay, compared to what you take a girl out on a date, Devin, like, well, how does I, it compare to that? What are they doing? I don't know what they they're They were doing. riding on like, horseback while eating, like, a They were eating on horseback and eating, like, five-course meals with, like, top-level, what were they eating, like, steak or something? Oh, or, who like, knows? Very, and then they had, like, a special pillow cushion situation set up with cheese and the, all kinds uh, of stuff. These dates are, like, thousands of dollars that these that these shows are putting them on. Definitely. I would have pegged the cost of the date at, like, ten grand, and then the actual... Yeah, how what match it? It probably costs more to pay Ashley to be on there than it did to film the thing. <laughs> for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, okay. She's probably got a pretty high appearance fee at this point for any. MTV I'm sure she got 25k for that. Oh, at least is this a multi-day? What's going on here? I think it's just one day. 
No, I, they're all. I think I'm sure they're in a house together. There's like eight of them there. So I'll take. So we don't know. I don't know. No. What do What do we think this does? Like looking at CT sort of in a historical context now, because Devin, I know you and I had him a little bit on the lower side in our top male ranking. CT and Logan both had him number one. Has this recent run had you push him up at all? Uh, I mean, it has to, right? He's won. Yeah, it doesn't two have of the last three. So that, for him, it doesn't have to. He's at number one already. So how much higher can he go? Where did we have him? I had him like around five or six. Where I did feel I like have he him? was he so even in my top same six. Range. He had to have been right. He's like what? number three. CT, no, CT was like your number three. one. CT was your. He was my number one. one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would need to see who else was around him, but it has to. I think I had Johnny number one. I was like shocked. No, you had Landon number one. Did and then Johnny number two? No, you had Kenny number two, which was terrible. No, thing. I didn't. I didn't. Yes, I you had did. Him. What? Or maybe it was no. Logan at Kenny number two. I thought no, you did. Might have been Logan. Like, that sounds like a Logan take. No, I thought you I mean, had like, Kenny number two as well. I will have to go back and rewatch I'm, it. But. I'm pretty sure I had Johnny's number two and uh, Landon is number one. I couldn't believe that the public vote didn't have Johnny. They didn't even have Johnny on the list, right? No, that's he was because like number Bananas two, number has seven. a lot of haters. Bananas yeah. has I, a lot and of you're like accusing me of stuff. I'm like, dude, have you li- paid attention to any sort of public reaction with Johnny? You know, people just voting zero that I was trying to factor out of the poll. I think there were probably a lot of ballot stuffers in that too. I mean, sure. I mean, look, unfortunately, I don't have the IRS of uh, challenge voting to come and audit my polls. I try well, I do the best I can. But yeah, when you talk to a lot of the hardcore challenge fans, Johnny is either like respected, loved, or despised. And the people that despise him are just irrational about his challenge career. It's like, look, you can hate the guy personally, but you cannot deny that the guy is probably one of the top five people to ever play this game. And he's been able like, to leverage it into a whole new career now. Do you think a lot like, of those I, I would definitely have him lower than I would say that most people would. Like, I would rather have Evan than him, for example. I think Evan's just better. Do you think a lot of people have uh, that dislike Johnny to a higher degree are people that are new to the show or older to the show? Older to the show. I think there's an element of both. I think more so newer, but I definitely think there's an element of both. Um. So as far as CT's historical context, yeah, I think this has to move him up, especially because this was a, this was this may be his most impressive performance, right? Uh, this season, was a season yeah. where he he was on the ropes really early on. People actively uh, tried to freeze him out of the game. Uh, I know that there was someone in Discord, MPH, had said that he really was happy to see CT win after. Cam and Leroy made a conscious decision the entire season to try and keep him out of the finals. And that really something. backfired on them. Like yeah. I think they did a great job most that season, but really the best thing would have been just throw CT in, keep throwing him in because he, we said it from the beginning, you're going to get your shot to get a skull. At some point you might, you might not be able to pick who you're going against, but you're going to end up in elimination at some point. It just does not work. to try to freeze people out like that. And for most of the season, he didn't have someone uh, that most people would consider a top tier pair either. Um, so yeah, I think this is, Without going back and looking at all of CT's wins, uh, this might be his most impressive. Um, I would say this one followed by uh, Invasion, in my opinion. Oh, see, I wouldn't have Invasion that high. I don't think he's that good in that final. I think he just wins that one kind of by default. I don't even think so about the final, but just the journey to get there since it was champs versus champs for all the eliminations. The fact that he beat Darrell, um, the performances he had in the daily challenges were incredible. Rivals 2 was also incredible. But I think like, he's the best in Rivals 2. Like, I think per, like he doesn't have to do as much that season because he, he and Wes have a pretty good hold on the house. 
But in terms of just his competitive level, I think he's the best in Rivals 2. Politically, he he the only thing Rivals 2 went a little less for me. And it's not because he's easily in his prime physical shape, prime strategic shape. But basically, every other episode for the guys didn't matter. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm like, saying. It just is that, didn't like, matter. That one's he's just not put in this difficult a position in that season. But he's just like, I mean, he and West in that final. And I actually really like that final just because mm-hmm. all I ask for in a final is that it tests like a comprehensive set of skills and rewards who's the best of them. And that final definitely did that. And he was yeah. he was nailing every single thing that came across. Which is hard to believe that that was the backup final they threw together at the last minute. Like yeah, that's what's insane. Think about how much better that final is than like a Total Madness final or the Vendetta final. Like, that final was incredible. I mean, it really was. Politically, he's very good at, and, and I'm not making an argument for this, for it to be his most impressive win, but just to point it out, politically, he's very good on War of the Worlds too, I think. Oh, yeah. He, he makes pretty much every right move. He picks the right side of the house in the beginning. It's funny, looking back on it, is putting is putting in actually at the end even the right move, or is it better to just vote in Tori? Uh... So you can get more of the money? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, not to get more of the money, because if he votes in Tory, then when it comes time for the purge, they only have four people. They can't get purged out. Well, they don't. at the time, they don't know that there's going to be a purge, though. Yeah. But yeah, I think you have I, to... If there's not a purge, then, then you do get a bigger share of the money. Like, I, I don't know. That's, that's a small thing. But yeah, he is very good at, at politically. That he just made, in War of the Worlds 2, whenever it was time to make the right move, he, he made it. You know, like he, when he got shot out of Team USA, which probably got him the win, really, and all that other stuff, and then making the smart political moves of staying under the radar until it mattered at the end. And he's like, I want Tori to run this final with us, so I'm going to throw Ashley in because it's time to take care of our team now. All right, Let, let's talk about Fessy and Casey. So last week we had the question of what yeah, they, they're just relentless with the two with Fessy, right? Like I mean, my they God, want, playing Karma Chameleon as the guy sitting there. Real, real quick, let's talk about Casey's injury, and we can just roll all of this into one con- conversation, kind of. So we last week we had asked, we had asked about what had happened with uh, Casey's injury, like what, what was the situ- situation. AC Miller and Patreon uh, left a comment and said, "quote." Since you asked if anyone knew about Casey's injury, I'll, I will share what I know. I found out she got surgery fault by following her Instagram. She said she completely dislocated her kneecap like it was off to the side. She had surgery post-DA and then lots of PT slash rehab. And then someone else, uh, Trace, I think you commented on it. I don't know exactly where it was. It may have been Discord that said she had a torn patellar tendon, right? Isn't that what it was? What? Yeah, like when you dislocate your kneecap, you tear all kinds of stuff when that happens. So you have to not just get the kneecap back in place, but then you have to go repair all the ligaments you tore in the process. So it was pretty significant. Um, All right. So I think you guys may disagree. You probably do. I think a lot of the criticism, especially the criticism coming from Corey about Fessy is just like, I think it's bullshit. Like, I mean, he's not going to win. Like there's no there's no real reason for him to like put forth a cup like a ton of effort here. Like them trying to say that he, Fessy lost because he couldn't eat. That's absolutely ludicrous. He wasn't gonna win. Like he's not he's not trying to eat here. Like I don't know. I get what they're saying in that. Like I mean, yeah, we like you are on a TV show, so I can see we're putting forth a good effort, even just in that regard. Of like, it's probably a better product just dunk on Fessy, honestly. But it, yeah. it, you know, make make a show of it just to. Like make a show of the effort. Um, 
I mean, look, I had my I had my fun too poking uh, with, with Fessy and Casey, but I, I got like fifty thousand retweets. He was, <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, this was like the producers were like Sean Kemp and Fessy was Alton Lister, like they they were just relentless dunking I mean, with the Karma Chameleon playing, sitting on him. I mean, like every single competitor had like five confessionals digging at Fessy, even when he wasn't he was eliminated from the final. I think a lot of what a lot of this was is a lot. I don't know if, how many people on the cast actually liked Fessy, genuinely liked Fessy. And I See, think most they, of the post-game stuff in him hasn't been that bad. It hasn't been like in post-game people are like when they're doing the after shows and stuff. It's not like people are just dragging him constantly. Well, it looks like in the reunion, that's going to be a lot of what happens. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the reunion is what they air, though. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that like what happens in the reunion is a true indication of how people feel. But on the show, it looked like this was just a way that, uh, a lot of the people could kind of posi- help position their how they f- felt about Fessy. Um, yeah. Didn't you say that he's been kind of quiet post game too? Um, I mean, yeah, like mo- he's definitely. No, I don't think he's sure how to handle it. Like, I don't think he's used to being in this position. Like, somebody like Polly, for example, I think knows how to deal with the public blowback in the film. Sometimes it's a little bit too well. Uh, with Fessy, though, I just don't think he knows how to be put in this position. I mean, he's clearly been the ragdoll for this season. The producer set him up that way. The cast member set him up that way. The, the audience has bought that hook, line, and sinker. I'm curious, like... Do you think they re- he rebounds from a public perception perspective at all next season, or is this just going to be the role he plays on the show? He's a villain he was, now. Yeah, like that's what he should be doing. The show is is in need of a uh, in need of a villain. Um, yeah, you have to have not being a, part of the a Batman, and Batman needs a Joker. And it's the same way on the challenge. You need a protagonist that will become a villain. And Fessy, right now, if he is smart he will lean into that role in this new season that just left the film. Like he need, they need that villain role. It hasn't been since Polly on war of the worlds too. Like last season in total madness, there was no villain. It was just a game. Oh, D D, but you didn't not, get not that the second the half show. of the well, season. She was, she was, she was definitely yeah. a villain on the show. She was the villain for the first. She was the villain until they edited her out of the show. Yeah, sure. I think she and was going to be a villain for the entire time, and then yeah. she's probably right based on what happened. Because and obviously, again, she's definitely not coming back on the show at, at any point. So there would have been like, there would have been a much bigger payoff uh, at the end of the season when Jenny finally beat her in an elimination if they hadn't altered the show in the way that they did. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to say because we didn't see it, but yeah, probably. Well, I mean, what we what we um, saw they would have just kept they would have just kept it out because I mean, quite frankly, that when they edited D out, all of a sudden Kyle's visibility spiked because they had to come up with other stories because I have a feeling that Johnny and all these other people were involved in confessionals and situations with D, and that just got wiped off the table, and all of a sudden we're seeing Kyle's story that really wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, because with Total Madness, I mean, once Wes leaves, Johnny's pretty much gone, too. Like, he really doesn't do much at all for the rest of the season, either. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not completely sold that that's just he's just going to be an out-and-out villain completely for the rest of his time on the show. I mean, we've seen other characters who were originally villains. Like, Wes is, has a huge villain edit on, like, Rivals. Bananas had huge villain edits at Bananas times. Bananas has had huge villain edits. CT himself has had huge villain Like, a lot of these people have been portrayed in a certain way, and then they just kind of spring back the other way uh, once the situation changes. So I'm not sold that he's just going to be stuck in that role. I, I definitely think, though, 
I mean, all those sequel, that's probably going to be how the audience perceives him. And, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe they did they bag on him too hard. I don't think so, because the edit that he was able to provide them was one where he was a very braggadocious. I'm the best. You can't beat me. Oh, I have shitty partners. If I had better partners, I'd be dominating this game. Blah, 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 blah. And then he had the person who wound up winning the season as his teammate. He threw himself into elimination to get a better teammate and his better teammate got hurt, which you can't foresee that they were winning the final when she got hurt. But the person who wound up winning, um, he gave her away. So yeah, Casey he looks too, really like, stupid. I mean, Casey, Casey was really underedited kind of this whole season. Like I feel like we never got much visibility out of her except for being the one person with her head on straight in that big brother alliance. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, she's I mean never she wins, gotten, she wins she's five really missions. Gotten. She beats a good competitor in Teresa in elimination. Like she was really good this season. I, I don't, and she was politically on point and everything. I don't think she gets enough credit for how good she's been this season, but she just, just the way things played out, she's not going to get that praise. Yeah. The last two seasons, I mean, she's been good and has barely gotten any screen time. Yeah, I mean, she's been a, a potted plant on the side of the house, basically. Just a plant in the Big Brother room who is the only person who's, like, on, you know, competent. She is the fire pit that is in the middle of the courtyard uh, at the Challenge House in Double Agents. <laughs> like, I wonder if you did, like, confessionals per episode. She has to be close to the bottom, right, for people um, that have been on a screen. Yeah, I, mean, I, could, I could do some quick math on that. Probably. I don't know that she was close to the bottom because it felt like she had – uh, she had a decent amount of confessionals. They just didn't add a whole lot to the season, you know, but she was visible. I feel like she got at least five or six a, a, an episode. And there are some episodes where people got zero or one. I mean, she's, she's, dude, she's really low in these confessional rankings. Like, really yeah, Chase, low. I don't know. There are some episodes where I don't think she got that many. Um, like, Lever, like, so for example, I mean, there's a little bit of fudging with this because I score confessionals in the same way that I score people who get DQ'd from the show for injury, who, which is also bonus points. So this isn't exact. But in that category, Leroy is fourth, who is basically in the same role competitively her on the show for most of the season, and she is five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. She's 16th in that category. She's wow. 16th in total confessionals? I was and way I don't off. Think, that's not just in confessionals because people have jumped ahead of her based on getting DQ'd. But she's, yeah, she's not high. That's crazy. Because especially and when that also might be recency bias on my part because the season's been so long. I just don't remember the beginning or middle episode confessional count. Because, but because she was one of very few at the end, that's what's sticking in my mind. Yeah, I haven't put in this episodes yet, and I'm going to have to retaliate a few things. But like, she's in like Gabby range. Like, it's there's like nothing there. Who is the who is the youngest winner? Is it Kendall? Yes. Probably Kendall, right? I mean, she just comes from that era where that's much easier. She was to 19 off. and won her first show. How old is, like, Carly? Uh, or, maybe one of the, or maybe one of the Battle of the Seasons, like one of the San Diego cast members would be around that range. No, they were still a little older. I think Kendall's the youngest winner because she I was 19. I guess San Diego had what did air a little bit before that season because that, it they was had like a year before that season. It's funny it took them that long to put, like, Zach, Frank, and Ashley on, right? You would have thought they would have been slam dunked on the challenge. Well, they weren't like doing – Rob, they weren't doing shows as often of the challenge then. Yeah, like, there was, was a huge gap. But, like, how, like, why are Nate and Priscilla the couple they choose for Battle of the X's instead of Zach and Ashley? Who knows? I don't know. It's just um, – uh, I mean, that tells you, though, how long because there was almost a year between X's and seasons airing. Like, it was a long gap. 
Yeah, yeah. Because that was when the show was in danger of being canceled for the 18,000th time. But then Rivals ratings spiked up and they didn't have another show ready to go in production immediately. They were waiting. They were a season by season renewal from Rivals through free agents. They were one bad season away from getting the axe again. And then it was after free agents where the ratings held steady from Rivals that they were like, oh, let's give them a couple seasons now. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be funny how we look back on this Amber season two to me. Like, do you think going, is she's now seen as a higher level competitor going forward, or are people mostly just like, look, we just don't want her to be in a final? I, I think she's going to be able to continue to fly under the radar. Like, I mean, it, like, I think that may be like a, a passing uh, argument that people give if they want to try and remove her from the game or put her in a position where she's taken out. Uh, that can be an argument that you can make, but I don't think anyone's scared of her by any means. No, no, I'm think... not even saying scared of her necessarily. Like, I'm definitely not scared of her in elimination. I just would, I mean, look, like if you're Cam, for example, I think you'd prefer not to have her in the final. She can run that well. Like if this final, if she's like if Anissa's in the Amber B spot at this in this final, because, Cam's probably walking away with the money. Because at the same time, if Amber B isn't with someone who is exceptional at math and puzzles, how well does she do? I mean, so like, let's, let's say her and CT, let's say she was part Cam was partnered with CT and Amber B was partnered with Cora. We think Cam and CT win? Yeah. I think Probably. they win, but I don't think that's a lock, though. I don't and think it's a lock. Corey is admittedly terrible at puzzles. He said it multiple times last night. Yeah, yeah, um, and then Amber B, we've seen her do one, right? Yeah. So... Like, I think CT and Cam win that, but, I mean, she, she was outrunning everybody in the final. I think if this was individuals and it was just a running show, she wins by a lot. Yeah, and I think a lot of the reason why is because that isn't – CT and Cam in that situation wouldn't be a complete blowaway is because Cam just – and this has been my issue with her being a winner of the show. Her endurance just isn't there. And we've seen that multiple times now at this point. I don't think it's that bad. Like, I, but like, she's not dying. I, I just think she's not like a out and out runner. Like, she was final in the world of the world's two final. Like, she's not. I even think with this final, like, I don't think she's bad necessarily. I just don't think she's like a value add on the endurance level. So she's not yeah. Beth. No. <laughs> you know, but, like, one thing I, to but, keep I mean, in I mind. I think if somebody else is in the Amber B spot. Like, I, I think, I think she's fine. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, the thing that I started really processing last night after watching it was what happens if the teams that we had had not switched around, you know, like let's say Leroy and Casey are still together. Cam and Corey are together. CT is there with, um, I guess he would have been with, uh, not Amber B because Amber B would have still been with Fessy. Who would have CT had been with? When you're saying didn't switch around, what do you mean? You didn't like, have a partner uh, at the time. So you, you could pretty right. much say if, if, if Big T didn't leave, right? And if Big C- T didn't leave, I don't think CT wins that final. If Casey is running with Leroy, she's not running at the same quick pace trying to keep up with Bessie and losing her footing, maybe. So, like, it's a completely different final if the if Bessie doesn't make the move that he did to switch partners. Oh, but, I yeah, see what you're saying. may actually yeah. win that one. He might actually he have won. Does, yeah. I mean, he still sucks at thing. eating, so that's not great. But I think we, yeah. we, had, we had speculated early earlier on. Well, I don't know how early it was in the season. At this point, like four or six weeks ago, but like at, the, at this point, that seems like an eternity, <laughs> that Amber B like, might be good, in, good in, in endurance. 
I don't know how much the cast actually knew that she was going to be good at endurance compared to the other people, right? I don't know if there was any way for them to tell. That's why when I was saying we should rather have Amber B or Nani, like I would just so much rather roll the dice with the rookie that I don't know about than run it with Nani. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can start to eulogize. Well, uh, real quickly, real quickly, I wanted to play off a point Trace had said. So if Big T is in the Amber B spot in this final, what do we put the odds at? I don't. So from Big T, we've seen that she isn't great in, in endurance, though. Um, she had that mission where she. I mean, that's just one scenario, though, really, right? Yeah, but I mean, I think that says a lot. Well, she just jumped I mean, out of a plane that she said she was terrified of, and I, th- I think that's a somewhat valid excuse. I don't know. I just think that of the four women there, she's number four by a clear long shot. Do you think she's that much worse than Nani? Yeah. I mean, Nani's not incredible, but Nani at least kept pace. You know what I mean? It wasn't great. She didn't I mean, good kinda. for Nani, but it, it was, wasn't great. There's reasonly where I finished in third is because of Nani. Yeah, like she gassed. But at the same time, I don't – there was no evidence that pointed to me that Big T was going to do well in the final, whereas Nani is at least competent. She's not going to win, but she's competent. So this was my other question. Do we have any indication of how far ahead uh, CT and Amber B finished ahead of two and three? It seemed like quite a distance, right? I mean, we don't don't have a lot. We don't have a strict indication, no. We we obviously know that Leroy Cam, Leroy Cam, Nani, Coy were all just in a bunch, but we don't know anything beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested if we ever get some hard numbers or any – anything anecdotal from people that were there. Um, all right, I so would we have can said it was at least five to 10 minutes because Leroy and them could not see CT and uh, Amber when they were finished, like when they were trying to catch them and, well, at no point did they see them. And we know on the second day that CT and Amber did have a five minute head start, And it didn't seem like at any point they were really within distance of the other two teams. Yeah, and they, then Corey and Cam. How long was the distance between them and Leroy and Nani? You mean to start? Is that five minutes? Yeah, two. It was. Was two. it another five, or was it, it was two minutes? Okay, two. two. Yeah, so oh, then they yes. at least won by five minutes since Cam and Corey caught them and passed them. Yeah. Um. All right, so we can talk about Leroy now. He's done. Uh, so I guess what a great spinoff. One, do you? Do you think Leroy will be back on this or some type of spinoff show? Two, what, what do you think about his his time on the show? So I think spinoff show, I'd give like a 45% chance he's just on some weird, like random thing. What do you think he's back on an actual season? Like 10, 15%? I mean, I know people retire from the show all the time. And it doesn't Low. End up sticking, but Leroy, Low. Leroy seems like a guy who's going to stick to his guns. And I mean, he does, he's with Cam now. Like he has something that he's like actually moving in towards. It's not just like. He's opened you know, his own barbershop in Houston. Yeah, like he relocated I, I, I th- from Vegas done. to Houston to run his business. Like I think he's out. Like I think you could see him on a three week all star season. Would not be shocked. I'd put that, like Rob said, at 40 to 50%. But you will never see him on a season where he has to take eight to ten weeks off when he's trying to build a business. He's just not going to do that. I, I just don't see it. Um, do we think he, he, him specifically, but he and Cam look back? Like, what do we think they look back on with the season that they could have changed? Because I mean, they did do exceptionally well overall. I mean, like finishing second and third is no joke. But what do you think? I they think they can changed? only point to one thing, right? That trying to get out CT. That, that, that's it. That's the only thing that they they can look back at. But no, that's really I difficult. I don't agree with that. I mean, they could. I don't think it because they could have. 
um, sent Corny in against Fessy instead of letting Kyle go in against Fessy. What does that do? That puts Corian against Fessy. I mean, Fessy probably wins, and then we still think Fessy he still wins. Hall brawl. Let's be real. Well, then Leroy's at least paired with Cam in the final, and then we don't know at that point. Kyle's still there, so as Kyle, Kyle's paired with Amber B at that point, right? No, because yeah. Fessy he was with Amber B. So then it just depends on who Kyle on who Nani picks to run the final with, and if Nani picks CT, Kyle runs with Amber B. I think Leroy and Cam have a much better shot in that final than they did in the one that happened. What is it? It's yeah. CT. I don't it's know. Leroy that Cam, with the bit- it's, it's probably Leroy Cam, Nani CT, uh, Amber B. Kyle, and Fessy Casey. Wait, so if you're saying if Fessy wins that elimination against Corey, he takes uh, Casey still. And who are you saying Kyle gets? So that Leroy would Kyle take. Kyle would have still been with Nani. Oh, so, Kyle would have, so CT would have still been with Amber B? Yeah. Yeah, they're still probably losing that then. So they're. Um, and it's, 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 you have to point back to, you did, you still at that time don't know how good Amber B is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. I think that kind of goes along with all of this. What were you even talking about? Oh, Leroy. Just what, the, what they could have done Leroy. differently. Um, yeah. the only thing they could have done differently is I think you already mentioned it. Like the, with the skull twist, they kind of misused it in that they would all, they were all going to get an opportunity at some point. CT was going to be your biggest threat in a final and trying to freeze him out of the final was never going to work. But maybe we have that benefit with hindsight. The cast maybe didn't I don't know. know. We were saying that pretty clearly at the time, right? That just freezing somebody out, it just doesn't work. Like the, just also, the way these teams play out, don't, it does not work to freeze somebody out with the skulls. That's not a we've also, We also uh, yesterday received confirmation that the skull twist is back for season oh, 37 too. God, you've got to be kidding me. No, I'm kidding. I just wanted to see your reaction. Oh, <laughs> that would be... <laughs> Like, it probably is going to be back because seemingly I'm one of the only people who sees this as an issue. This seems like something that does appeal to a lot of people. I just think it's one of the 10 trillion things in the world that sounds good in theory, but upon implementation, it mass- massively destroys so much of the competitive integrity of what happens. The like, only I, I, way I think the skull twist works well is if you do an actual team season. That's the only time I would you, rather well, see That's it the only time it would work. Otherwise, it's it just it, it does it becomes meaningless by the end of the season. I think it's one of those things that, yeah, like it sounds good. Do it once, see how it goes. You know what I mean? But I don't think they've seen any type of success from this that should indicate that it should be a permanent fixture of the format. Well, the ratings in the show have been good. And like, yeah, but that you, just, I, I, honest to God, Devin, I think if you ask the casual fan how they feel about their skulls, it's at least 50-50. Do you think the casual fan, how many, how many of the casual fans, though, have been around long enough at this point to remember like a typical season? Matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I think that I, I don't think it matters. I think, I think it's it just matter because people watching. They, they don't know what they're missing at that point. It, they don't know what the. I think in a casual fan, like let's say if somebody had jumped in on World of the Worlds one, they watched World of the Worlds one. That season went great. Watched World of the Worlds two. Oh no, Car and Polly's alliance. None of them had to go into elimination. How? What a disaster! And the next season they have the skulls, and that's no longer an issue. And then there's just other factors I would think they would point to for why things have slowed down, and there are other factors for why things slowed down at that point. Yeah. But to I, me, I really think and this that if is you a, ask the casual fan, would more like at least fifty fifty would be in favor of the skulls. See, and one of the things that having the skulls eliminates is the ability to have the blind side throw into elimination, because when you're trying to get a skull, you will try to make different moves to put yourself in the best situation to go in to get a skull. Whereas when the skulls aren't in play and you're trying to get rid of somebody like a C tier or a Wes, 
you can figure out ways to blindside the vote and get them in. And the politics are just more interesting in that way, in my opinion. So it just is what it is at this point. You know, one of the things that I remember Evan talking about in the Battle of the Seasons after shows he did with Paula, they were doing like this movie theater style thing where they would talk about the episode back during Battle of the Seasons. And Evan said when Trishel was refusing to go in when Alton was ready to throw it and go home, like, hey, she's a vet. You want to avoid going into an elimination at all cost. And that's the number one thing in the game is how do I avoid elimination? Well, with the skulls, it becomes how do I go into elimination? And it's just not as interesting to me. See, I, I mean, look, I would be curious if anybody that does watch our show is in favor of the skulls, please make me aware of what it is and why, like what effect you think that has on the show that you're in favor of. I just think when you look back on it, for one, anytime cast members have quote unquote skated and not really have to do much competitively or political or just competitively, let's say to get into the final, um, it's happens very rarely. And it's typically when it does happen, it's almost completely because of the format. Like vendettas, a lot of people skate to the final. That is entirely due to how the Troika works that season. It's part of the reason why I really don't like mm-hmm. that season. It's how the format is. I never see need to one. see a Troika again. Please don't do it again. I don't Probably mind the tidebunal. I think the tribunal is actually not a bad way to have people went to do missions. Like, and I was gonna say, like, World I don't World like one. the tribunal either. Well, why do you want them to do it? I just want to do it the way they've done in the past, where hey, if you win the daily challenge, you get to pick, and then the house picks the other one or the last place person. Goes but we see in. how they one happen. The that happens with missions where half the captain doesn't try because they don't think they can win. What do you mean doesn't try? But the same thing happens well, when you have with the three, skulls. Three teams in the tribunal, there's a much higher likelihood that you can actually get in one of the spots, whereas if it's just one, well, a lot of the cast doesn't try. What do you mean doesn't try? When have they we don't seen... try. What do you mean don't I mean doesn't try? When I mean they're on the that? ball and they don't try. Like that's what I mean. When have we seen that? I mean, Devin, are, are, have you not been watching the season, dude? Like when they're on the ball, swinging around it and they don't move. Wait, when? During when missions, was... they don't try because only one team can get power. Why? Like they don't think they can win. They don't try. Rob, I've seen each of the last seasons, like each of the episodes, one fucking time. Like, and I don't even think I've seen the last last few episodes of War of the Worlds one. So, like, when when is this happening? This is me just asking. Trace, am I like losing my mind right now? Like, when it's it's a massive issue during this season when they're on the ball swinging around and the guys just sit there and don't. This season. This season, yes. Wait, this season. What what ball are you talking about? I mean, like, this is, this is ridiculous. We're well, all the wrecking ball shaped object. And Dan Orlowski is tweeting about it. And we all have this massive thing because the guys on the cast don't try. And TJ cancels their votes. Oh. I remember now. Yeah, I remember yeah. they're on the little ball swinging back and forth and they're supposed to pull each other off of like it I'm while it's swinging crazy back and right forth. But, but yeah, okay. It, it's been a long know. season. That was a long time ago. It's <laughs> a fucking poor job of describing what it was. Um, but, I mean, what else was I supposed to say? I don't know, Rob. Think of something else. You, you, you can't just say the same thing over and over and then expect us to magically be like, oh, okay. I mean, like the I, moment- maybe I'm just viewing this thing differently. But that has been a massive issue with these seasons. We've seen where they don't try when they run that format because only one team can win and there's no penalty for coming in last. But it's more how about you, the – it- you think? And you even said this at the time. How much of that do you think was because of the skull twist too though where they didn't necessarily That's have – That's a big factor. Necessarily have an incentive to try and win because they were already they already had their skull at that point. No, that's, or that's if they didn't have their skull, they were wanting to lose so they could get thrown in in the house vote. 
I mean, yeah, no, that, that's a that's a big factor too. But I'm I much prefer the tribunal just because I think more teams getting power or having the capability to get power encourages more teams to show effort. Like I, I think we've seen through when they've done that that a lot more teams are putting the effort in and not just waiting around. Maybe uh, I don't know. I just didn't. I just did not like how they did it in War of the Worlds too, where it's like, hey. So oh, so is now that's the member of the tribunal. Now pick two people. It's like well, well that, that, that one they're like, just voting, and it's just it. like we that one they're just voting constantly. So that one we just like, like all right, we know when we show up to the mission who's going to win this. That's and that's why I just I just can't I can't deal with that. But so, like I think the whatever. World of War One tribunal worked perfectly fine. Like I think that worked great. It's been so long. I'd honestly have to go back and rewatch it. I think I, mean, I, just, I just have remember flashbacks. things differently than other people. Then, like, yeah. I, mean, Rob, Rob, how, I don't think it's you remember them differently. I think you've seen these episodes a lot more. How many times have well, you I, seen I World of the World I, I haven't seen any of these episodes twice yet. I'll have to. How many times have you seen War of the Worlds one? Didn't you say there was that one episode that you watched? Like, there's like, one episode that, that one episode is that I do watch a lot, but I probably watched them like twice, two or three times, all the yeah, way through. See, twice. my problem is, is I have not seen any season after Dirty Thirty more than once, and that was when it aired because I just haven't been able to bring myself to go back and watch them. <laughs> <laughs> World of the Worlds, Worlds one. I've seen that one twice. I haven't seen. I want to. I want to go back and watch War of the Worlds one. I would like to go back and watch the Laurel episode of War of the Worlds two. That one, I have but like that, you, you can't. Until we cover Vendettas and Final Reckoning for the Chronicles, I am not rewatching those, period. I don't think I've seen any season past the first X's more than once. Yeah, I haven't. I think I've seen most of the first X's. Yeah, I'll go back and watch individual episodes a few times. So, like, there's a few episodes on Free Agents I've watched back, like, just the Johnny uh, Jordan stuff on Free Agents, which is fantastic. I haven't really gone back and rewatched a full season, though, in a while. Well, probably, and I guess to tease this for people, we may, within the next couple of weeks, release our Duel 2 Part 1 podcast on the public feed. Um, maybe at some point within the next couple of months. We'll probably do, for everyone on Patreon, we'll probably do a the Duel 2 Part 2 podcast. We'll probably do that coming up soon. Rob, you should do a, what I was going to say is you should do a Patreon poll. And ask people what they think of the skulls. Just do like a, a yes or no. Yeah, I was going to say I wanted to throw that out there and just see what people said. I mean, we want to do one final. Uh, I don't even like talking about this much because I don't think people like it as a topic. But on how the season was edited and if we think that's a predictive value going forward. Yeah, definitely. I've thought about this a lot over uh, the last week or so. I actually even think I like wrote something down somewhere. Um, I So what I think it was is that I think that... My, I think my final takeaway of what I like thought was that I think that they, it based off of what they've done in the last couple of seasons, I think that they do it when they can. And I think there are a large number of situations where they cannot based off of the content that they're given, right? So there are some circum- circumstances that they enter, enter where there's literally just no way that they can do like something. Like, like, go ahead. Like dirty 30, for example. Correct. Yeah. So there's some circumstances that they get into where they cannot. Um, when they exactly start pointing to the, when, when they start to employ this exactly, who, who the fuck knows? Like, you know what I mean? Like there hasn't been, and I think you made a good point of this last time is there hasn't been a concerted effort to go back and retrace the steps that there has been in the survivor community where people have gone through each of the seasons. So what I would think would be really cool and it'd be, I'm, I'm guessing like, impossible but not not impossible i don't know maybe someone does it 
What I would want to do is I would want to take the people that currently do this for Survivor that have never seen one fucking episode of the challenge and have them go through the same process for the challenge and see how it comes out. Um, so I guess to conclude, kind, kind of what I think about that, though, is that I, so I think they do it in the last couple of seasons, they've decided they do it when they can. There are some circumstances where they cannot, but it is still a much more mild form of compared to what they do in Survivor. Um, because there are some, there are just a lot of things that the Survivor editors would never do to their winner. Like that, uh, like the entire, and the one that I can never get out of my mind is what happened last season with Jenny um, at the end of the season and how they pretty much humiliate her right before the final with everything that happened with Rogan. With Rogan, remember? And they, Uh, like, Rogan, it's like Rogan and Corey are, like, calling her a snake or something. Remember this? Like, they would... Oh, okay. They did not need to include that. Like, that's completely, like, unnecessary. Um, So I... I'd have to go back to that specifically to see what I would think about that. They, I think they do it... when they can, but it's nowhere near as strong of what they do in Survivor because there are situations like that that just, I think, don't add up. But as a whole, yeah, like over the course of the last couple of seasons, like I think enough information has built up for me to think that this is is now a trend that they're leaning towards. For me, it comes down to two things. One, I just think when you have, you hire storyboard producers for a reason and they're on, they're on the, the uh, production team. We can see that. When they're doing that, they're going to just try to create a satisfying narrative for the viewer, and that's going to tie into a winner, undoubtedly. In the majority of scenarios, like you said, there's some things like Dirty 30. Where Dirty 30, they did, this is heavily reported, that they did initially were not going to air the Camilla situation, but they were forced to air, forced to air, air it basically by the rest of the cast. First, the cast was like, look, you have to put this on TV. We have to show what she did and how we were handling it. That's just, it's non-negotiable. So, I mean, I, don't, I think initially they were planning to do, to do that much differently. I also think what they're looking for in a winner in the challenge is just so different than what you look for in a winner on Survivor. Because Survivor is the same type of person. Like, it's you build the social and political bonds and you work through the season oh, pretty much every single time. The challenge, the way you get to the winner is just different each time. Sometimes well, yeah, so that was the other thing that when I had thought about this over the course of the last week, inherently with Survivor and the, the way that someone wins Survivor, it allows them to edit around this much more easily, right? Because if you are you have the to win the votes. Exactly. Yeah. So if you win Survivor, that inherently means that people like you, right? There have been multiple people off of the show from Survivor that have said that they think the person that wins Survivor is the person that just people like the most. That's who you're going to vote for, the person that you like the most. And whether or not that is, you, you think that someone should or should not do that, that's pretty much what people do at this point. And because people do that, that makes the person who wins that essentially provides them more content that makes this person appear likable, right? And allows the editors to craft that narrative more seamlessly. Whereas on the challenge, whether or not someone likes you or not, doesn't fucking matter at all. You can still have- I think it matters to some degree. If you're really disliked, you're just going to get voted in. Yeah, correct. Well, not in the skull seasons, right? So maybe it makes I it even more. Yeah, so, so maybe it makes even it even now. more difficult. The last but even if you get voted in, you can still win your elimination and stick around. If you get voted yeah. out in Survivor, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. So I think it, it it just matters to like a significantly less degree in the challenge. Like, I mean, people can't stand Fessy. You know what I mean? Like he was he was there. Like he ha- he like had a shot. Um, I see. That's another thing. I just don't. I don't think he was. 
like abnormally disliked from the from the position of the rest of the cast. I just think they had that content based on what how the season played out. I'm telling you from like listening to how the cast talked about in post game. No, most of them are like, yeah, Fessy's not a bad guy. He just does certain things in the show people, you know, have issue with. Okay. Um, so I, yeah, mean, I, I, I think that like it's just. I think it's just a natural function of having a TV show. You want there's a reason like when you're watching a movie that things are shown a certain way so that they can lead towards the ending. That the movie builds around a cogent theme to have towards the ending. I, the I just thing think- is that they didn't always used to do this though. They didn't always. Used do to we do know this. that for sure? Yes, they didn't always used to do this. I mean, like, we say can- that we're three people. We don't have a like much of a like. There's no group opinion that's been formed around this. I know, but like, like. Let's not get into this. Like, I don't think they used to do this. Like, they 100% were not doing this. So, I don't know. This is the thing, though. It's like, I say that they do this when they can, and there are some circumstances when they cannot. But, I don't know. Like, uh, like, I, like I, I was like, even on Rivals 1, they have one scene right before the final where they say, Kenny and Wes are the one team here. They have the most talent, but they haven't figured out how to work together. Do we think if they win the season, is that shown? I don't know. Probably not. Like, prob- probably not. I don't know. Like, I mean, at the, at the same time, like, we would, like, what I would need to think about is, like, some circumstance where there has been a winner, right? Like, one winner. I don't, like, I, do, do you think they really do this with Turbo? Yes, they do it definitely with Turbo. Turbo is at a different, like, compare him to how people in sort of his, ar- his arch type in the sort of fish out of water scenario, how they're edited on different seasons. They absolutely do with Turbo. What about Laurel and Free Agents? They don't really do oh, that with her. He's definitely a very big part of the story. Like basically, how free agents plays out is the first half of the season is sort of Johnny versus Jordan, and the Does second half is kind of a bully in free agents. In a lot is of that, she comes, she has gotten a she gets a bully villain edit in free agents. Oh, I don't think so at all. You think so? I think mm-hmm. Teresa is the villain on free agents. Well, they do stuff like there's the situation where like um, she and Devin are talking and Laurel has her notebook out and she starts walking her through like this person would be on my list. This person's on my list and blah, 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 blah. Like she kind of comes off like, wow, she's pretty hardcore. I mean, it's not like a likable look. They don't really make Laurel look likable. Well, in like, free agents. So she has the situation with Kara, like the meltdown there. But they really try to round that into her and Kara making up at the end of it. Like, they don't bury her at all for after that. The, after the thing is, like, her and Kara make up. They give confessionals of, like, everybody, like, how they make better. And she does look bad for the beginning of that. Like that's just And then bad. she has to eliminate her, too. <laughs> and she eliminates her. But I'm saying, like, they definitely try to round her character back into form after that. Yeah. Like, I, I think something also that makes it easier for them to do this is once we get away from team seasons, too. Um, yeah, there's just so many people on them. Because, like, I mean, like, do you think there's any, like, what do you think about in the island? Like, do you think there's any edit going on there? <laughs> I mean, I think there's some lead-ins to how the story unfolds. Like, you talk about with Evelyn yeah. all the time. Like, yeah, I think there's definitely, like, that. But Evelyn they're not, and like, Johnny are the linchpins of the editing. Well, who do we think does look favorably in the island? Uh, Nobody. Yeah, like, so that's the thing. It's like. I said Kellyanne, that do, that's it. That's what I was going to say, like Kellyanne and Kamada, basically. I said that they and do this when they can, but there's really not anything keeping them keep keeping from like doing this all the time. You know what I mean? They can really make this look like whatever they want it to look like. Like this uh, is. I mean, I think in most scenarios, I do agree with you. There are some circumstances though with CT and Big T this season, where like 
I think you I, can, I guess you can like, edit the confessions afterwards so that are not differently. But I mean, like, there's not much you can do with seeking screaming Cam's name when they're in the crater. Like, what else are you going to do? I think you could easily edit that away. And also, I think the the whole thing that happened with um, he had another moment early on this season too. What was, what was going on with the deli meat when he was like eating? That was like, the same episode. Oh, him and Casey and Josh. What was that over again? No, him and Casey and Josh. Josh is definitely the one who looks bad in that argument. Yeah, Josh came oh, across like the douche. That, that was the same episode, Devin. That was because that was when he's arguing with Kyle about Cam. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all one episode. And again, I'm not even saying like – because like Hunter and Ashley, like Ashley's not going to look favorable. But they tell the story of why Hunter actually steals the money from Hunter undoubtedly. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, let's put this thing to bed. Yeah, before we do that, the only thing I will say about Edgic is I actually think you have a strong case for Edgic on All-Stars, but not Double Agents right now. And All-Stars, I think I've got it narrowed down to three people who are going to win. I've got to take on that too, Trace. I'm curious if we're kind of on the same wavelength there. Then we will talk about it on Patreon because I've got three people. It's like if one of these three people don't win, I will be shocked. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening to the Challenge Chronicles. Uh, we'll probably have some more. We'll, we'll keep content coming out uh, on the public feed. We might even do something about the reunion next week. Who knows? Well, we'll see what it turns out. Like. We'll see what it. We'll see. We'll see if it's any good or not. <laughs> Vernon Davis was hosting again, so and he was if great last season. I love Devin, but Vernon Davis was great last season. Too. If it's a ninety-minute reunion, I want nothing to fucking do with it. Yeah, it better be an hour, or I'm out. <laughs> well, uh, if you want to send us a listener email, you can reach us at thechallengechronicle.com. Uh, if you would leave us a rating and review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. And if you want to subscribe to Patreon, you can go to thechallengechronicles.com and get all our, all our All-Stars content and a bunch of other bonus content for $4. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.